This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook Live? YouTube? Jay Randall, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. Good. Just good? Yeah, busy. Good. Get, getting ready for the big move? Yep, yep, yep. The <laughs> never-ending uh, packing days, basically. Oh, I'm sure that's a ton of fun. Yeah, just do a little bit every day. Still got <laughs> over a month. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta yep. love it. Yep. Uh, tonight, boys and girls, we got Brennan McDougal in the house. Young gun out of Indiana. We've had him on the podcast before, so we're going to catch up with him, what he's doing in uh, good old 2022. Made a boat switch this year. He's planning on fishing some events. Uh, so we're going to get his take on a couple things, but first and foremost, we got the Dale Hollow Open coming up April 2nd and 3rd down at Eastport Marina. Uh, get signed up. We did uh, draw the names Tuesday night uh, for those folks that won houseboat stays, which uh, first name pick, Jay, John Graves. Are you kidding me? John Graves, Ben Baker, Jonathan Abshire, Jesse England, John Gillespie, and Brandon Honaker. A couple West Virginia boys in there. So, uh, yeah, uh, we picked those. I know uh, Susie uh, was supposed to uh, send that out to those folks via Tourney X. Um, posting the Tourney X link in the sign-up right now for you guys. Got some awesome uh, camping and lodging deals going on. Just reach out to Eastport Marina. Talk to our man Richard over there, and he will get you guys set up. Uh, it's looking to be a great turnout. we got Cumberland Kayak Trail, Central Tennessee Kayak Anglers joining the event. So they're going to be wor working towards AOI points for that. Uh, actually, I, uh, I actually, where did it go? Boom posted an image for you guys so like i said uh paddle and fin open dale hollow tennessee april 2nd and 3rd 80 dollars entry fee for a two-day event uh they're going to be offering food and drinks saturday night at the check-in dollar 50 dress you think you can handle that jay uh yeah let's uh you know <laughs> i mean dollars better but that works <laughs> 
Uh, shout out to BioNO Power, Pelican, Yak Gadget, Torquedo, Douglas, uh, Savior Outdoors. We got a, a bunch of sponsors jumping in on this event, so it'll be uh, it'll be good stuff. Um, I see Dustin must have just started his podcast because our background changed there a little bit. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna have to change that. Um, boom. So uh, yeah, thank you uh, uh, to Richard in Eastport Marina for uh, you know letting us host this event. We do this every year. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. Um, we got folks coming in from all across the country, like West Virginia, California. Uh, I believe the Georgia boys are coming back up. So going to be a good time also you get signed up for the fantasy kayak fishing um you can go to the fantasizer link we just posted in the uh show notes or you can go to paddlingfin.com just go to fantasy fishing get signed up first quarter is almost over but it's not too late to sign up because there's overall winner for the whole season and uh it's going to be a good time man good time Nicholas Beltran's in the chat, dropping the emojis already. Mr. Frankie Profilone. Uh, sup, Slayers? Uh, we did a podcast with him last weekend, man. I, I was like, oh, it'll be like an hour, yeah. two and a half hours, bro. Damn, you guys were like Rogan style in there? Uh, we definitely <laughs> did Rogan style. Mr. Frankie got uh, got some folks fired up. I'm not going to say who, but uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it was uh it was good stuff. Good conversation like Frankie, man. He's a good dude. Uh last but not least, before we uh get to man of the hour, um I'm dropping a link in here if you guys can help my man River Wolf out. He's part of the new canoe team, huge part of the kayak fishing community down in the southeast. Um, you know, update with him. He did get transferred to Duke University. Uh he's waiting on a double lung transplant. He's got a wife, three kids. If you guys can donate a dollar, five dollars, say a prayer, send some good thoughts to his family, uh, goes a long way. But if you guys can uh, check that link out and help out, that'd be awesome. So I think that's it. Did I miss anything, Jay? No, I don't think so. Good. All right. All right. Let's get the kid in here, man. Is he ready? You ready? Shake your head. He's shaking his head. (laughs) What's up, brother? How you been, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, dude. Good. It's uh, it's good to see you again, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you tonight, brother. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited. Appreciate you guys having me on here tonight. Absolutely, dude. Uh, so, you know, it, it's funny. I just spent the past two weekends in Indiana for the Indiana Boat Travel and Sports Show. I've been, like, on this high talking about how great the Indiana kayak fishing community is, and and not only how great it is, but how many young guys like yourself are involved in kayak fishing. And it just shows that the sport is growing. We're bringing new faces into the sport and stuff like that, man. And it's uh, it's a good thing, good thing to see and uh, appreciate you jumping on tonight. So why don't you give uh, the folks at home a little background on you, how you got into kayak fishing. We'll do a little recap on that, and then we'll jump into some good stuff, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm 18, uh, from Indiana, uh, just south of Indianapolis here. And uh, I got into kayak fishing uh, through a couple buddies back in, I want to say I was maybe in 7th or 8th grade. Um, uh, fishing's always kind of been a part of my life. And uh, once I got to that age, I really wanted to – well, I heard about some tournaments uh, through my local club here at school uh, that was ran. And I wanted to get a boat at first because I really didn't ever hear or know about kayak fishing to begin with. And uh, had a couple buddies that, you know, just had some kayaks and they showed me, you know, around them and everything. They actually took me out and I realized how much fun it was and, um, you know, how much more affordable it is, especially starting out. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I got into it. Heard about one of my local trails, um, Indiana kayak anglers here and started fishing those. And it kind of just went from there. Um, and I've had a lot of fun since I've started. So that's kind of how I got into kayak fishing. And like I said, the state of Indiana, it's, it's just been so much fun here. So. No, it's cool, man. Like they got a huge scene and what's, what's cool about Indiana too. 
uh, we were talking about it this weekend is how all the different clubs and organizations work together. You know what I mean? They're trying not to schedule events on top of each other and, and make it like an equal opportunity for all the anglers in the state, which is cool. Right. And I mean, some, some of those young guns have now graduated on. Some of them are fishing college bass teams and things like that. So, I mean, you're, you're the only one that's really left, right? Yeah, there's me and, you know, a couple more. But, yeah, it's definitely getting less and less. People are leaving, you know, making different decisions, stuff like that. So so do you feel like the pressure's on? Since you're the young guy, you got to step up and show these old men, like, how to fish or what? Uh, No, I actually wouldn't <laughs> say that. I would just say uh, I just want to be a good representation of the sport. Like, I want to be a good representative uh, to the state of Indiana and whenever I travel. Like, I mean, I want to set a good example on younger anglers for sure, um, being that I've done it for a decent amount of time now. And I just want to see the sport continue to grow. I mean, I love it. And uh, seeing more and more, you know, younger people get into the sport, you know, kind of like I did is just incredible. So, no, that's huge, dude. Um, you're already far ahead of probably half the kayak fishing community with that comment right there dude i mean it's it's great to see like because you're doing uh you're working at a kayak shop right or or is it a bait and tackle shop um so i'm part um it's through the hobie fishing team uh dry dock marine center and they are my dealer um but i've done some shows with them and they're still doing some shows so i definitely i'm working close with them uh, with Hobie and along with Honey Creek Tackle down uh, in my hometown. And I've been with them forever. And they're they're kind of just my tackle shop here. Um, they support me. And uh, it's just incredible. That's awesome, dude. I'm dropping the link for uh, Honey Creek Tackle in the chat right now for you guys. If you want to check them out. If you're in Indiana and uh, you're in the market for a kayak and uh, – or, or some tackle, right? You got, you got some pew pews there too. It looks like. Oh, now you got Jay excited, dude. Uh, they're yeah. you should look at their site. That's like this. The only thing you see <laughs> there, I see more of those than I do kayaks. <laughs> hey, yep. you gotta have something to back it up when it's not kayak season, right. right? See a nice mini fourteen on that wall too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Focus. Sorry. Focus. Sorry. Kayak, kayak fishing. Fish. Right kayak fish. Fish. Kayak. No pew pew. <laughs> Well, you made a switch, man. You made a huge switch. The last time we talked to you, you were you were in an old town, and uh, you kind of jumped over to a Hobie. So what, what kind of led you to that decision, man? Uh, yeah, so I fished uh, out of an old town forever, actually ever since I started. Um, and uh, this past season, um, I kind of just wanted to make a change, see what's best for me. Um, but yeah, I was very fortunate to actually have the opportunity to join the Hobie fishing team and dry dock Marine center. Um, but, uh, the Hobie pro angler 14 is obviously one of the more well-known kayaks out there. And I just really liked the layout for me. Uh, there are some things that I really liked and that's why I made the switch, but I will say, uh, my experience um, on the Hobie fishing team so far has just been absolutely incredible and with dry dock marine as well. Um, but I just really liked the layout, um, being able to have a motor still and have pedals as well for certain situations. That was a big key for me. And that's one of the main reasons why I switched. Well, and you're doing something a little different when it comes to motors too. You know, uh, most most guys that are running Hobies with a motor, they're running a Torquedo in the back. But you actually bow mounted an XI three on that son of a gun, which is awesome, dude. Like, how are you yeah, liking that uh, so far? I mean, I wanted I wanted to still have the ability to have spot lock. Um, when I fished with Old Town, I was uh, had spot lock through the Minkota. And fishing with that for two years, uh, it's almost like I, I couldn't leave it, I guess you could mm. say. Uh, I got so used to it. And uh, so many situations I use spot lock and uh, use the motor uh, to make longer runs and stuff like that. So, yeah, so far I um, have loved the XI3. I'm super blessed to be able to have that bow mounted on my Pro Angler 14 from Hobie. Nice, nice, nice. I, so are you fishing a lot of offshore stuff or? Uh, yeah. So I really actually don't fish too much offshore. 
Um, but I do at certain times. Um, and so to have spotlight, I mean, obviously, um, I'm assuming that's why you're asking this. Most offshore guys really um, use spot lock. And, uh, but really, I just use spot lock in a lot of situations, still shallow too. Like, let's say in a tournament, like whenever I catch one, I just hit spot lock. That way I can focus on submitting, you know, my fish or whatnot. Um, or, you know, just anytime I'm fishing shallow and, you know, I'm fishing like a windblown bank or something, just having spot lock is so key um, to me, you know, just to be able to fish, you know, be hands free fully. It's, uh, the way spot lock works is incredible. So, uh, but no, I'm, I'm more of a shallow water guy, um, uh, but I do fish offshore some. So. Well, we were talking about that this past weekend down at the, sh- uh, the show, you know, uh, I think it was Gibson, Matt Gibson, shout out to Maddie was talking about, uh, he's like, man, I never thought about it, but he's like, I think he was fishing in Indiana tournament there and he was on a dock bite and he's like, I pulled up to a dock, I hit spot lock and I could pick that dock apart. And then I moved to the next one, spot lock that, pick it apart. And then, you know, just keep moving on down the line. And he's like, I never thought I would utilize spot lock in shallow water like that. And he's like, it was pretty cool uh, to utilize it that way. Right. I do that a lot too. I'm a big dock fisherman myself, Um, especially being from Indiana and up here, like, you go north too, like there's a lot of lakes that are just all docks, you know, all around the lake um, and all the channels and stuff. So I do utilize that too. It's nice to be able to pick apart something, you know, or if there's a little area, you know, little areas that you're fishing and they're grouped up or something, you just hit spot lock and you're be, you're able to be focused, um, which is what I like. So, but I like to also, you know, being a tournament fisherman that uh, fishes some, you know, not nationally all the time, but traveling a little bit i like to be prepared for any situation so sure no that makes sense man i got to play with a spot lock on a boat last year quite a bit and you know we were fishing a bunch of um sunken brush in the center of a lake and it was just nice to come pull up to that brush pile you'd see it on the graph and then just hit to all sides of it you know then move on to the next one and so on and so forth it, it, it's kind of cool. It's huge. Like I've, I was having conversations today with a few friends of mine about actually getting an XI three with spot lock and, and that way I could choose either or, cause right now I'm running Newport vessels. Okay. I love the motor, but like I ran into that instance fishing the Florida event in January where like the wind kicked up and I couldn't stay in my spot. Like I tried to finesse the throttle. I was doing more, you know, shifting around and fiddling with throttle and steering than I was actually fishing. I'm like, this is just dumb. So I was kind of forced off the spot that I had found fishing. Whereas like, I've been thinking about that ever since. Like I could really use that spot lock in certain scenarios. It's so effective. Like I could, I mean, just one example, like the 2020 uh, KBF national championship was on Lake Gunnersville. And as many of you guys may know, any lake on the Tennessee River, really, once the wind picks up even just a little amount, um, it really can get going on Cuntersville or any of those lakes. And uh, all three days of that tournament, I sat on the main river and fished a a eelgrass flat in seven to eight foot of water all three days. And I sat on spot lock for probably all eight hours. So um, and the wind was blowing, you know, 12 to 15, which doesn't seem like a ton, but on Gunnersville or any of those lakes, like at a consistent rate, it can get going. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just so nice to be able to sit there and not worry about it. Really. It'll get, it'll get set up for you and then you can just focus on fishing. So that's oh, what that's I really cool. like about it. You're a shallow water guy, man. What's your go-to? What are you, what are you pulling out and tying on, man? Yeah. Uh, it kind of just depends on the situation, conditions, stuff like that. I'm a huge finesse fisherman. Uh, I'm throwing, I throw a wacky rig Senko a ton, uh, maybe almost too much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, when the wind gets really going, I'll switch to Nico rig or a four inch stupid tube. Nice. Nice. Jackhammer nice. as well. We got naughty fish Martinez in the house. He says, what's up PNF? Brennan is a beast. <laughs> That's right. He is beast mode. Ciao. You're very humble though. You don't look like a beast, you, like at night. <laughs> I don't think so. Like turn into the Incredible Hawk, or <laughs> yeah. 
Just messing with you, bro. Yeah. Just messing with you. <laughs> He's like, better watch out. Better watch out. Um, <laughs> one question I thought of that I wanted to ask you tonight, man, because you're, you're a young angler, but you've you've been around the sport, and you fish some national events. You fish some local club events. You, you've kind of seen the scene overall. So if there was one thing you could change in, like, the kayak fishing tournament world, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a good question. I know, uh, that's why I asked it. like tournaments <laughs> or just the industry overall? That one's got me tricked up a little bit. All right, so we'll we'll go tournaments, and then we'll go to the industry. So if there's one thing you could change in the tournaments, like, like it could be as simple as later start times because Brennan likes to sleep in, or it could be like a complete rule change, whatever, man. Tournaments specifically. Yeah. Um, I mean, just based off my experience, uh, you know, tournaments have always been, you know, I'm fishing, uh, for example, like KBF and IKA are really the two trails I fish. IKA is local and KBF is obviously all across the country. Uh, everything's always been ran pretty smoothly. Um, but I would say that's funny. I, I almost wish some tournaments could be later because I do <laughs> like to sleep in. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest, but uh, typically I, I'm a morning guy too. So when I fish, like I typically uh, try to get a limit real quick and it seems to always be early. Um, and throughout the day, it just always gets tougher uh, for me. Um, but man, it's so far, like, it's hard for me to say, you know, stuff being changed in the tournament scene. Cause they've always really been ran super smoothly. Yeah. Right. On. Um, right. honestly, the only thing I would say, uh, is there's very little tournaments, but there's some tournaments that only have one ramp that you can launch at. Mm-hmm. Obviously most are any public ramp. Sure. Those, those tournaments, um, they're always smooth ran, but, um, I just wish every tournament was all ramps, public ramps. And sure. there was a certain reason why there wouldn't be because uh, it's tough when there's 40 or 50 guys launching at one ramp. That's really the only thing I could think of, to be honest. I agree with that, man. It's uh, I've been to a few of those tournaments where everybody's got to launch from one spot and it can get hectic in the morning with the ramp and like, you know, it, unless you're the first guy there, it it could be a pain. You know, you're in this line, you know, guys are trying to unload their gear plus their boats. Then you got right. boaters coming to the ramp too, getting all hot and bothered, you know, like I could see that just saving a little headache. That's a good answer, man. I like that. I like that a lot. But all right. Like, so I was going to say, ahead, I like Jay. the sleeping in one. I know. I was going to say, you, <clears throat> Jay's uh, writing up a petition right now for you yeah. guys to uh, put in motion, like, starting after 9 a.m. Jay, well, Jay it, does not like to get up early. Well, I mean, think about it, too, like, the, how those turns would be run. I mean, you'd be, like, starting after, like, a key part of the day, you know, into, like, one of the hardest part of the days to fish, into, like, the evening. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but it's just a different, you know, uh, uh I guess it just like, I don't know, different time, of course. I don't know what to call it, but it would be interesting just to see how that would roll out. Man, uh, touching up on that sleep thing, too, and, and people that know me know this. Um, <laughs> the For the paddle and fin, this has only happened twice. For your guys' event, I, I practiced two days on that uh, for the cold water event. Yep. And day one of practice, I woke up at like 1130 in the morning. I had alarms set for like 5, 6 a.m. <laughs> and then I had one day of practice for the IKA <coughs> state championship this year. I woke up at 1 o'clock. Nice. So nice. I, I oversleep a lot. And uh, so that's that's just one thing. But obviously, uh, you know, tournaments have always started early, and that's not going to change, and that's fine. But yeah, for us sleep much. guys that like to get our sleep, it can be tough. Yeah, I always thought it'd be cool to have like an afternoon evening tournament. And I think there's a club down in Tennessee that does that, like like a weeknight tournament or something. It's all kayak fishing. Mm-hmm. And I, I forget what time they go till like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, something like that. But I mean, it, it, it would be cool, especially like early summer when that that top water bite's starting to fire up, you know, like that evening. Be a lot bite. of fun. Yeah like launch like 
one, two o'clock, go till like eight, nine, something like that. That would be a, a cool little tournament to do for sure. Yeah. I mean, the bass boat side of things does like, you know, here in Indiana on Geist Reservoir, there's the Tuesday nighters. Yeah. Um, big boat tournaments. And I fish those quite often. And those are a lot of fun. There's like five to eight o'clock in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be awesome. Like you said, it'd be awesome for some kayak series to do that every once in a while. It'd be a lot of fun. There you go, man. Just found your niche. That's your million dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan's like, I ain't making a million bucks on that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it'd be cool, man. I, I've always thought about that doing like a, uh, well, there's a club, uh, <clears throat> a little thing that started in Wisconsin last year. And I think it was, it was every Monday or Tuesday night. I think it was Monday night. They would do an evening event. I think you launch at five and off the water by eight or nine. Best okay. five fish, all CPR, you know, catch photo release on tourney X. I think it was. Are you talking about on the chain? Yeah, it was on the Madison chain. So they, you know, they did it on the Madison chain every, like I said, I think it was Monday night, but I yeah, think they're I switching it this year. But I'd like to see more of that. That'd be cool, man. So very cool, man. Um, so you mentioned like changing something in the industry. So let's go there. What would you change in the kayak fishing industry? Um, I would say, I know it seems like there's a lot. I would say more and more shows annually. So, like, the indie show, um, I just wish there'd be more, like, annually. And, um, obviously, the indie show happens every year. Uh, But I would like to see, like, maybe, there's a few, but some like the indie show, but just, like, a kayak show. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe something like that I would like to see. So, something in indie where it's almost just as big as the indie show, just all kayak companies kind of all, you know, join up and do a big show that'd be a lot of fun yeah yeah it's kind of cool the way that indie show is laid out because obviously like moving out moving water outfitters is uh probably one of the bigger kayak shops in indiana right and they have right. it where like bonafide native comes and sets up a booth wilderness Hill systems old town new canoe like that's why i was there i was there in the new canoe booth so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to what they're doing and then they got like a big demo pool in the center um and what was cool that they added this year is they had a bunch of speakers talking about like i did a couple uh seminars on kayak fishing 101 uh josh sharenko talked about uh chasing smallmouth out of a kayak and uh matt gibson was doing stuff on tube fishing uh cole ritter uh from grby was doing uh tournament fishing 101 out of a kayak like i think that stuff is cool because it brings attention to the sport right it educates a lot of new people that want to get into it um and not only that but like you can ask questions. Like I had a lot of folks come up to me after those seminars and they were like, just drilling me with questions. One dude had a notepad and I was like, this is awesome. And he's like, what? I'm kind of a geek and I'm writing down notes. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like, it's good that you're writing that stuff down, you know, so you can go back and look at it. Like you're trying to learn, which is great. And it's, it's, it's encouraging for me because I feel like my time is well used by you learning something from this like you're gonna go out have a better time on the water man i can completely relate to that because like especially in the midwest right we have this show season between like january and beginning of march and then it's nothing um whereas if we had more of that around the country year round i think it'd be uh be a good thing for sure yeah i mean those shows bring a lot of attention um it'd be awesome and i i think you you kind of already elaborated over it, but doing it like maybe like even in the summer um, or just yeah. something like that, maybe not as big, but still having that opportunity to go and just talk, talking. Um, I've realized talking to different people and hearing the, their own perspectives, you, you always learn something new. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you always uh, try to learn something new every time you're out on the water. Right. And uh, it's uh it's a good thing. And, I mean, have you ever thought about approaching your local kayak shop and saying, hey, man, can we, like, 
host like a, a kayak fishing one-on-one thing or something like that i yeah, know we've done it's funny we've done that up here it's, it's funny you said that so uh dry dock uh, actually this weekend we're having an open house um oh, at nice. the shop dry dock marine center we're in uh, angola indiana so right around the cold water area um they're right off lake james and i-69 here but uh they do uh they actually do on lake james they do um i'd say maybe you know once twice a month do a demo day um where uh, you can meet up uh, it's it's called bloodsoe's beach on lake james um and uh, they can have anyone come out have a bunch of hobies set up and you can demo them um and they also do one-on-one so they do a lot of that stuff actually not necessarily shows uh but still do on the water demos which i also know uh, moving water outfitters does that and i'm sure some other shops do as well sure um but yeah uh, my local um, dry dock, my Hobie dealer, they do do a lot of those demo days and stuff like that throughout the year, which is awesome. Nice, nice. That's how we found Jay Randall. Was at a That's a true. demo day. Very true. <laughs> Back when Jay used to participate in those types of things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, we got Cam stealing the house. He says, what's up, gents? Luke Barrett says, Brennan is a beast. Everybody's calling you a beast, man. What's up? You, you got something hiding? Super, super human powers, bro? But, yeah. uh Well, what's uh, you thinking for 2022, man? What's your schedule going to look like? Yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm getting around to it a little late. I've been um, a little bit busy this offseason, you know, switching kayaks, stuff like that. Just getting everything ready. Uh, but in terms of my schedule, uh, pretty similar to every year. Uh, I'm always going to be fishing the IK uh, Trail Series or series here in Indiana. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Every single year, it's well ran. Um, so I'll be fishing that this year. Um, and then the KBF Trail Series. Um, not every event. I'm going to try to do a few of those this year, and um, of course the National Championship this year as well. So. Uh, really, I'm, I haven't gotten a dialed-in schedule yet. Uh, I know I'm going to be staying in-state a lot this year, uh, but whenever I'm free and once I graduate high school, uh, I definitely plan on uh, hopping in a couple or a few trail events this year for KBF. I know um, I'm really eyeing uh, the one out of Toledo, Ohio on uh, Lake Erie, uh, that one, and um some other, you know, series from different states. I know um, a series from Ohio is doing one on East-West Harbors this year. I should be doing that one as well. I really, I, I fished the East-West Harbors Trail Series last year, and uh, that place is awesome. So, Yeah, that it seems like that event always uh, draws a big crowd and puts up big limits. Yeah. But I plan on, like, every year I just try to, I always have IKA and in-state events um, on the schedule. And then uh, whenever I'm free this year, I'll definitely be fishing some nationally as well. Nice. Aaron Steiger in the house. See you at those, buddy, he says. Uh, Spreadsheet Steiger. Spreadsheet (laughs) Steiger. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you're doing well, buddy. Miss you, man. Uh, I just dropped for uh, IKA in the chat, and I'll – I'll drop the uh, the link for uh, KBF uh, schedule as well. Um, sorry, looking this up. My uh, my Jamie, you know, like Joe Rogan has that Jamie guy look up all his stuff. That's what Jay's supposed to be doing. He's he's failing me right now. Sorry, guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm just a failure. Oh man, how we're getting by though. We're we're making it work. We're making Thank it work. God for the boss. <laughs> uh, got it. I got it. I found it. So what else, man? What what else are you looking forward to twenty twenty two wise, man? Other than getting out on the water, you know, chasing some tournaments. Are you going to be doing any destinations? Doing some fun fishing somewhere that like maybe have been a has been a bucket list for you. Yeah, um, of course, I'm always trying to be on the water. So whenever I'm not fishing a tournament, um, I definitely look forward to uh, fun fishing this year. Uh, I plan on going back to Gunnersville a few times this year. 
Uh, I've always loved Gunnersville. Um, my first time there was the national championship uh, in 2020, and I was fortunate to do well. And uh, I just have always liked it there. It's an awesome fishery, and it has a lot to offer. Uh, so I plan on going to Gunnersville a few times. Um, I forgot to mention, uh, Dale Hollow has actually been on my bucket list for a while. And uh, you guys, obviously, you guys are throwing an event there. Um, so I would love to. I'm definitely considering that. And um, really just uh, working close with my Hobie dealer doing their demo days this year. I just love uh, getting new people in the kayaks and uh, seeing this industry grow. So I definitely plan on probably going to Gunnersville, uh, Kentucky Lake. I have never been to in the national championships there this year. So nice. I'm definitely going to try to go down there a few times and it's not crazy far from my house. So sure. I could be there a few times this year before practice for that event. We got a uh, Brian Noah in the house. He says, are you planning on coming down to fish, uh, Southern Indiana to, uh, fish bluegrass? Yes. So, uh, uh, bluegrass is down in Southern Indiana. Um, and I've been there a few times. It's an awesome fishery. It's a, I think bluegrass has a bunch of like, I guess there were old pits or something. I don't know. And then bluegrass is the lake down there. Um, and I actually want to go down there in a week or two. There's a, a bunch of guys in Southern Indiana and they're always catching them there. Uh, and they put up huge limits. I think the first time I went there, like without practice, I had like 86, 87, like it's, the, those pits out there are crazy. So I definitely plan on going down there quite a bit this year if I have time. Yeah, that was uh, something I heard quite a bit about uh, these past two weekends down in Indiana. All the guys talking about bluegrass fish and wildlife area. And I yes. think you're right. It, it's old strip mines, uh, kind of like your old club there, Jay. My old club. Yeah, that's... <laughs> It's, that, that, those areas are really unique you know like kind of like the finger lakes and the abnormal drop-offs and you know might be if a i can remember right uh in 2020 i went there and there's like the main like bluegrass pit <clears throat> is what they call it or something but there's a yep. bunch of other public pits that you can fish and there was like a little tournament thrown together down there and i went and fished it and i fished the main pit and i caught one or i caught a couple i didn't do that well and um, I just went to a little pit. It was called a ringneck, and I caught the heck out of them. Like never been there. Little, it looked like a pond, like but it was public, and you could fish it. So yeah, I see bluegrass pit, teal, green wing, widgeon, puddler. I mean, these are all like <laughs> oh, ringneck is down here. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. I, I caught the heck out of them. Like there's a ton. They always put up big bags there. Nice. So that one is really, really long. <laughs> it's yeah. such an odd shape. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet, man. But I've I've heard, like you said, man, guys just putting up giant limits there. I think they're catching them there right now. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who's who's put up a bigger bag yet or anything, but I know I know they're catching them there. Are those and, is this uh, pretty deep over there? Uh I I don't have too much experience there. When I was the, the ringneck pit, I actually went back to um, again and I grafted a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I was fishing nine foot of water. Um, and I think that was about as deep as that pit got. I think bluegrass, the main pit gets a lot deeper than that. Um, but the pit I was on ringneck, like I was fishing like eight, nine foot water. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Cause I know with the strip mines, it's hard to tell. Just depends how deep they went in spots. Right. I'm looking it up to see how far it is. That that place is crazy. It does not seem like you're in Indiana. There's huge fish there. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. Like it's just uh it's kind of wild. I'm man. pretty sure I'm pretty sure like on an average tournament there, it takes every bit of like high nineties to into the hundreds to win crazy dude well that's yeah. something too right like we were talking about it as well um you know when people think of indiana they think of like cornfields kind of like they do with illinois you know like right. you guys got good fishing there like what, did, what? you know <laughs> and uh indiana man like not only like largemouth fisheries like we're talking about bluegrass but like some of the river smallmouth that are caught out there 
ridiculously huge, man. Yeah. I mean, are, do you do you fish fish the rivers around Indy? Indy, like like uh, what is it? The white and then uh, tip of canoe. Like you ever fishing that stuff? Yeah. Um, so the White River um, actually runs through uh, my hometown. Okay. Uh, I typically fish north of Indy, um, and that's where all the Indiana kayak anglers they have a vent there every year. Um, I am not the best river fisherman. Um, I started getting knowing the white river better last year uh we had our tournament there last year i did okay i had a limit um i don't fish it enough i'd like to fish it more this year um being that it's so close to home um but the white river puts up massive bags like it was weird that the area i was in last year um i did have a limit it was all largemouth i was in an area where it was all largemouth but when the guys okay. catch smallmouth there like they have like high 80s low 90s yeah right right and the Tippecanoe, oh. I think, is the same way. Um, I think last time I fished it was IK had an event there in 2019. I had a limit for, like, high 70s. But I think what won that tournament, or I can't remember. I think it took, you know, high 80s. I think that's what the – that river holds them too, so. Yeah, I know uh, the the event we held there last year on the Tippecanoe, uh, I want to say it was, like, 90-some inches uh i'm yeah. looking it up real quick but yeah it's uh it's crazy like how big some of those uh smallmouth get up that way yeah it's the white river is very um underrated i guess if guys don't know about it um but yeah it's crazy like, there's always 20 inch smallmouth caught like tons of them throughout our events so I take it back. Jackson Jackson won that event with 88 and a half, and he had a 19 and a half, a 19, a 17 and three quarter, a 17 and a 15 and a quarter. Matt Gibson put up a 20 and a half, a 19 and three quarter, 17 and three quarter, and a 15 and a quarter. He didn't get his fifth fish. Otherwise, he might have caught old Jackson, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, quite a few like 19s. You know, that, that 20 and a half was just a beast. Uh, I'll pull this up here. But just beautiful fish, man. So so you, you're you like, you would pretty much consider yourself more of a, a lake guy. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I've just, I've never just um, been too confident on the rivers. I've never caught them crazy good. Uh, I want to get out there more this year and fish our local rivers. Uh, but I'm definitely more of a reservoir lake kind of guy for sure. Okay. All right. All right. All you need is a Ned rig and a whopper plopper and you're good. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's crazy. Our, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, Aiden Darlington from it. Oh yeah. He, Mr. He Ned destroys rig it in IK on a Ned rig. He, oh yeah. A Ned yeah I rig, mean, he's always catching them. You literally could just take that, though. Like, you just take one of those the whole trip. Well, take a few because you're probably going to lose a couple. But then there you go. I mean, you could bring right. the whole kitchen sink, dude, and you're still just using one Ned Rig. Do you think he's really <laughs> lying to you guys, though, where he's like, yeah, I was just throwing a Ned Rig, but really he was like throwing yeah. a big, like, glide bait or something? I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to be pretty good buddies with him. Um, and of course, he's on the Hobie team with me. Sure. Um, and I, he's, we fished together a couple times and he only threw a Ned rig. <laughs> so, and, and he caught him too. So I've heard that about him, man. He's uh he's the king of the Ned. Yeah. He's catching them every, there's, there's never a tournament where he ain't catching them. He catches them every single tournament pretty much. On well, a he's, Ned he's the one that won AOI for like three or four years in a row. Right. With IK. Yeah. I think he was four straight years. Last year he didn't do it. He was in college, and I heard he got a girlfriend or something. Uh-oh. So that kind of threw him he off. He still a he bit. still did well. Uh, I think he finished second in AOI. Yeah, second, right? Yeah. yeah, and Jackson won last year, right? Yes. Okay, right on. Yeah, see, yeah. learn your so lesson, what, Brennan. Stay so away from the girls. I was going to say, what are we learning right now, dude? As <laughs> <laughs> soon as you start mixing the chicks in, dude, that's it. It's over with. Everything you got the rest of your down. life in front of you. That's right. Take your I'm time. a fishing legend. Plenty of time for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. I will I will say though, our, our reservoirs in Indiana too are very underrated. Like Monroe here, well, Patoka, like there's monster bags and like in the big boat tournaments, it takes over twenty pounds to win almost every week. So on well, Geist Geist Reservoir too, right? That's a good mm-hmm. one. I know I fished that. I struggled. Like I saw a ton of fish. That was for that turkey bowl that one year. I saw a ton yeah. of fish, just couldn't get them to bite. It was a weird time. That of time year. of year, it gets tougher. Um, but like during you know late spring all the way into fall, like I fished a lot of those Tuesday nighters out there, and it always takes like 17, 18 pounds every week. So that's crazy for a three-hour tournament. Yeah, eighteen pounds, nuts. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. Well, man, we're we're kind of winding down, man. Anything else you want to shout out there? You know, let the good people know about. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to thank you guys for having me on tonight, and um, I look forward to this year. I, I want to thank all my friends and uh, family, and of course, my sponsors. Uh, the Hobie fishing team. It's been phenomenal with them. And I absolutely love my Hobie pro angler. Um, and in conjunction with them, dry dock Marine center out of Angola, Indiana, uh, they've been incredible for me and, um, it's been awesome so far. And then, um, Mr. Twister fishing, they've been with me for a while and, uh, honey Creek tackle as well. Uh, those, the sponsors, they're all awesome. And, um, I'm super blessed to have them. Um, but yeah, just want to thank you guys. Uh, I remembered last year's podcast and this year's been, it's always a lot of fun to get on here. So you guys are awesome. For sure, man. For sure. Anytime, brother, you're always welcome back, dude. We, uh, we definitely, like we talked about at the beginning, man, we, uh, we love talking to the young guys. You're obviously doing things right. You have a lot of respect from us, man, uh, in the way you approach the sport and, and all that good stuff. It's, uh, it's refreshing to me to see, see a man your age you know doing things right and and representing things well um so kudos to you dude kudos to mom and dad for raising you right you can tell them i said that gets you some brownie points you know yeah i I, I cannot thank them enough though too and they've been (laughs) supporters since they've supported me in everything i I always played sports and stuff and when i switched to this uh they've, they've supported me so i i cannot thank them enough so well, I think last podcast we talked about that. Like your your dad used to drive you to a bunch of the events, right? Yeah, he, he took me everywhere. And, uh, you know, he would, you know, wake up super early, like three, four in the morning and take me, you know, he drove me everywhere. My first probably, I want to say two and a half years, I didn't have my license. Hmm. And uh, he was actually when, I don't know if you remember, the KBF National Championship on Gunnersville got uh, postponed or to the fall. Um, but in that spring, I didn't have my license. He was going to drive me all the way down there, too. So, yeah. Nice. Shout out to Pops, man. That's huge. Yeah. He, I know it, it was the same thing with, with Jackson. Uh, what's his face? Um, Illinois kid. Dylan Fuqua. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it. it's it's awesome. Like, if your kid is interested in getting into kayak fishing and do that competitive edge, man, look look what it's done for Brennan. It's, it's an awesome mm-hmm. thing. So, if you're a dad out there listening, your kids all over you to get you take, you know, take them uh, to some of these kayak events, man. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And the, the kayak fishing community is an awesome place. So yeah. I like, awesome, I would, man. I'm hoping more and more young guys get out and get into this industry. And, it, and if I had one thing to tell them, I would just say, don't be afraid to, I remember when I started, I, uh, I was always kind of nervous. Sure. Uh, Cause in the high school but big boat series it's it's your age and i was always nervous because i was fishing against like guys like you guys and stuff and uh i just i would just tell them you know do not be afraid to get into it and chase your dreams and just have fun with it because i guarantee you you'll love it so little did you know we suck and you guys actually knew what you were doing (laughs) (laughs) i know when he said that i was like oh yeah i was like i just like to like listen to birds and stare at the sky (laughs) (laughs) it's jay's type of fishing right there i just want to chill i just love being up now i like to catch big fish don't get me wrong but i don't know you tournament guys are just a different breed yeah like i just got like this gene that goes nope (laughs) you know i mean (laughs) kids probably got what uh, well you probably got like what 20 some years on him oh at least (laughs) 
like yeah when dude, you get to, when you get to jay's age yeah. you tend to slow down a little bit yeah yeah man, right <laughs> some things just don't seem so important anymore <laughs> you know it's kind of like your socks you know different colors some days who cares <laughs> maybe it's oh, a punk rocker in me i don't know oh jay <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm man. enjoying it every single minute of it. So yeah, no, take yeah. it all in, man. Yep. Take it all in and Enjoy run it, with dude. it. Yeah, yeah. Run Before with you it, know dude. it. You're forty. <laughs> you're forty, and uh, <laughs> you know you're fishing out of a big boat, and you're sponsored yeah. by all the big companies, dude. There Just keep go, doing dude. what you're doing. That's right. You know. But uh, Brendan, thank you t- uh, so much to uh, jump on here with us tonight, man. We greatly appreciate you and taking out the time to uh, sit down and chat with us and, you know, let us know what you're up to and look forward to seeing what you do this year, man. And, and for years to come, dude, it's, it's super awesome to see uh, how you've grown into the sport for sure. Yeah. I just, like I said, I appreciate you guys and um, thank you guys very much for having me on here. It's been a lot of fun and I look forward to maybe getting to see you guys this year sometime. I'm Dale sure hollow, you guys bro. sometime. So Dale hollow, Dale hollow. I'm going to get to that in the next couple of days. So I'm- Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, brother. Be good, man. We appreciate you. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Take Thanks, Brent. Mr. Randall, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Well, good everyone, thought. Everyone have a, <laughs> everyone have a good week. Uh, looks like the soft water's coming back up here in the north. So get ready to start throwing some uh, big old swim baits. I can't wait, dude. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Like I see the ice melting, and I'm like, oh, yes. dude. I know. Finally, finally. I, but... know. I, was, I like the snow, but I'm not so sad to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, good stuff, man. Everybody, get signed up uh, for the Dale Hollow event. Uh, the links are in the show notes. You guys can get signed up. Contact Eastport Marina. Get your your lodging squared away and uh we're here every thursday night seven central eight eastern five o'clock out on the west coast as always boys and girls tight lines smooth paddle thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and finn be sure to drop a five-star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today